Hey guys, and welcome to this bonus episode of Running Like a Girl. If you found your way here, welcome. I hope you enjoyed my first two episodes. And today I just want to take a few minutes to debunk some common running myths. If any of you out there are first-time runners, newly training for a marathon, or maybe even seasoned runners, I found some super interesting myths from a variety of sources that I thought you guys would enjoy learning about because honestly I didn't know a lot of them at first and I'm going to debunk some of my personal myths as well for you guys to check out. So the first myth I'm going to debunk is the idea that you need to stretch before you run. This is something that I actually learned on my own because I don't always stretch as much as I would like to before every single run and the myth debunked is that you do not need to stretch before running. Actually, you should not stretch before you run because static stretching is best to do after a run. You should warm up with dynamic movements like lunges or butt kicks, high knees, straight leg kicks, anything like that to just get your muscles loose. But if you do a very intense stretch and hold the stretch for more than say 15-20 seconds, that can actually tighten up your muscles. And that's not good to do before a run. You want to do that after your run as you're cooling down and refueling. So the second myth that I actually just discovered is untrue myself the other day is that you need to hydrate with a sports drink. This is completely untrue. Drinks like Gatorade after a long run actually aren't very good for you because they have a lot of sugar and even though they preach to having a bunch of electrolytes, there are a bunch of other ways to get those electrolytes and refuel your body. One that I highly recommend is Noon Hydration, N-U-U-N. There are tablets, they come in a bunch of different flavors and you just put them in your water you put a half a tablet or a full tablet in your water it's a very mild taste but it refuels with almost twice as many electrolytes as Gatorade does and you don't get any of that extra crap in there so you're really just refueling your body for longer workouts in the future third myth I would like to debunk is that you need to eat pasta before a race now, I live by the carbo load because I think it is has been very beneficial to me and it actually has affected my performance in a positive way, but you actually don't have to. It's actually more healthy to do so a few days before and then kind of taper as you get closer, obviously with your workouts, but even your diet as well. And really, you only need to carbo load if you're going to be running a half marathon or a marathon. Because other than that, you really don't need to alter your diet in any other way. Your carbohydrate consumption should really, like I said, lead increase the week before a race, but the night before, take it easy. Maybe have a peanut butter rice cake. That's my go-to before or the morning of a few hours before. So you have that fuel, but you're not super weighted down by the carbs or the extra water weight as you're getting ready to race. The next myth that I would like to debunk is this idea that many runners hold for themselves that when you're on a training plan, you can't miss a single workout. Now, this is something that I really, really want to emphasize for all of you new runners out there that when you start a training plan, it is a guideline. It is a framework, but you do not have to stick to that framework. There is nowhere that says if you miss one workout, you're not going to cross the finish line on race day. And this held very true for me while I was training for the BAA 10k this year I actually had to miss about three weeks of training because I was having some pain in my IT band and I actually 
totally stopped running and I found out that it was okay for me to do that. And actually, I read a statistic that said more than 50% of marathon runners admit to taking a week off during their training plan because it's just unattainable sometimes, you know, stuff happens and that's okay. And I've read a lot of helpful blogs and listened to a lot of podcasts that really encourage you to take a break and more than anything, just listen to your body. That's what's most important. Next myth I would like to debunk is that it is unsafe or unhealthy for your body to run in cold weather. The idea that when you run outside your lungs, obviously you probably feel it in your lungs that that feeling is unhealthy, your lungs aren't functioning properly and you should not run in the cold. That is untrue. You get sick from bacteria and when you're running in the fresh air, it's almost less susceptible than if you were say running on a treadmill in the cold. Yes, it might be possible to catch a cold if you are running outside, but honestly, there's probably more germs and bacteria in the gym than there are outside. I understand it's a big struggle for a lot of people to get the motivation to run outside in the cold, but it's not less any less healthy than, you know, running inside. It can actually be super refreshing once you warm up. I know it can be hard for your muscles if they're super tight, but I definitely recommend it. I think it's a really exhilarating feeling running with the cold wind in your face, and I do recommend it for all of you runners out there as we Obviously, in New England, get ready for a cold winter. It is something that I'm going to be doing. And if anyone would like to join me or wants any more extensive tips about running in the cold, please feel free to reach out to me because I would love to talk about it. You can actually contact me through my Instagram page at hannah for team bidmc and i can totally talk through anything with you i'm posting a lot of training updates on that page fundraising updates and i would love to connect with you all just as a little side note there (laughs) um the next myth i would like to debunk is that runners don't need to strength train this is one that's super important because strength training is so beneficial and i also feel like more and more in athletic culture in general all different athletes are encouraged to cross train to strength train because there's no such thing as too much muscle improvement if that makes sense i think i have felt a lot lot stronger since i've started to cross train lift weights do different workout classes my shoulders feel stronger my running gait has become a lot more structured and strong and i just feel more powerful overall because it's obviously all cardio when you're out on a long run and i think it's important to balance that out and like we were talking about earlier maybe take a day off from running and attend a soul cycle class or do a boot camp and feel what it's like like to lift some weights even if they're not heavy that doesn't matter it just matters that you're exercising different muscles you're challenging your body in a new way and you're challenging your brain in a new way as well and that's at the end of the day what's most important the next myth I would like to debunk and I'm I chose these specific myths because a lot of them relate to me this one says running will ruin your knees this is completely false because I have had a lot of knee issues which have actually been relation 
to me not strength training enough and not taking enough rest, which is another way of me saying take your rest days, even if you feel guilty about it. Because the reason that I had a lot of IT band problems stemmed from my knee pain, which was because I had muscle imbalance and weakness, which was not from running itself. It's because I didn't stretch properly post run. I wasn't doing enough strength training. So all I was doing was running on pavement, also running with a very expired shoe. Pro tip, you can only really wear a running shoe for six months maximum. Usually I run about 300 miles on a shoe and before I change it just to be safe. Right now I have had my shoes since the half marathon I ran and I plan on changing them very soon because that can also have a large impact on your knees and your IT band. Running will not ruin your knees. If you train the right way and if you stretch properly, it can actually increase your overall leg strength and improve your knees in the long run if you do it correctly. I wear a knee brace. I'm not ashamed that I wear a knee brace and I think it's important for you all to take care of your body like I said at the end of the day because you want to protect your knees but running is not the reason that you may have a sustained knee problem down the line you're not gonna you know wake up one morning when you're 60 years old and have a horrible knee problem because of running if you take care of yourself and if you stretch and do all the right exercises ice your knee if you're feeling pain take it easy you will be fine and you will get through your training plan just like I did and you will still race even if you take a few days off because of knee pain. So I hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. Those were my myths of the day, running myths debunked. There's a lot of myths out there about running, running culture, what it's like to actually start. My tip to you is that I didn't start running until my senior year of high school. I never ran through high school. I danced and now I'm running the Boston Marathon in 2019. You don't have to be a quote-unquote qualified runner to follow your dreams, chase your running goals. You can be a runner at any age, at any time, with any capability and there are runners out there just like you. That's the one thing that really got me through is that there are other people out there who are going to be slow, who are going to walk the course, who are going to take days off and that's okay. It is a personal mental battle. And that is what is so important is that you are challenging yourself. You are doing your best. And at the end of the day, that reward is so invaluable. Thank you guys again for tuning in to Running Like a Girl. I will catch you next time. (laughs) 